there's a lot of moving and shaking going on lately with regards to our role in taking responsibility for our actions when it comes to green matters. And I suppose the festive season is still pretty much active and here in Hong Kong with the Chinese New Year just around the corner. And there is a little bit of pressure where gifts are concerned, food, travel. And, you know, do we really ask ourselves whether we're using ethical brands or becoming more responsible? My next guest has made it her mission to make sure that we are conscious individuals and she's using YouTube and cinema, conscious cinema to reach out. Let me welcome Christina McLaughlin, founder of the Vibe Tribe and Conscious Cinema. Good afternoon to you. Thank you for having me. Nice to finally meet. It's yeah. taken a few a few hits. Third yeah. time lucky. We were kind of juggling, <laughs> trying to get dates and things sorted out, but she yeah. is here now. So Thank that's you great. For having me. Now, the Vibe Tribe sounds very cool. So tell me, um, what is your role? What do you do? It's pretty cool. It's uh -huh. pretty cool. I came up with the concept uh, when I moved back to New Zealand, where I'm from, about five years ago. I uh, left my corporate role with Tourism New Zealand, um, mm -hmm. and I was based in Singapore, and moved to New Zealand and thought, uh, had the, an opportunity to actually uh, dis discover and work within myself as to what it is I really wanted to do. And that kind that sparked the Vibe Tribe. I came up with the name because I wanted to find a collective, a mm -hmm. tribe of people mm -hmm. that had the same mission, the same energy frequency. So I was getting a little bit hippy dippy with the name, the Vibe Tribe. And I swear, I, I said to a student yesterday, if I copyrighted Vibe. Mm -hmm. back then five years ago because after i named the business the vibe tribe then all of a sudden i do see vibes yeah. all this vibe yeah, there's, a there. every, there's a lot of vibes yeah, yeah. but you know maybe that's a there's great there's a thing. musician too there's a vibe tribe guy who sings music and stuff too because i was kind of googling I to, yesterday i need to contact him <laughs> <laughs> so so now so what is your sole mission then what is the vibe tribe trying to do to help Mm -hmm. Help how? To help. To help. Um, first, it was birth to help people, to mm -hmm. help people with their businesses, businesses mm -hmm. that were creating products or were creating a, um, a service to help uh, the earth, to help people for greater change for good. Mm -hmm. So the word help was the, was the first thing that, that came into my sphere. So to help people and then to help um, people also understand, so education, um, to educate those that may not be aware about the imprint that we are leaving on this place we call home um, for our future and for our children. Um, and also uh, to help all other living beings, the animals that are out there. Um, so yeah, what so. have you done to help them? What has the Vibe oh, Tribe achieved gosh. Then? So If it, you think of one, you know, the, the most sort of significant thing that perhaps since you've started that you have managed to achieve, what has it been? I have achieved, if that's the word we want to use, meeting a huge amount of people mm -hmm. in different industries and in different networks. And by meeting and reaching a collective of people from all over the world, I think what I have achieved is to raise uh, my voice, make it a little bit louder, and support them in their own individual missions, mm -hmm. in their own individual, uh, you know, vision of, of what they want to create. So I, 
yeah impact and can you see a change are are people is there much more of an appetite for this where before i suppose you know people do think oh the cost of this i don't know what the cost of it's going to be to be more sustainable to be more green but do you see a change in people's attitudes now over time for sure, don't you? Mm-hmm. Like it's, Absolutely, it's because we've been talking about it on the show for, I don't yeah. know, every other day I we've mean, got some issue. I mean, it's definitely, from when I, when I became more conscious, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I still call myself uh, primary school in, in this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my journey is still, I think, very new compared to many. But um, since, since I started the business and since I became more conscious of my, my uh, footprint, uh, it's definitely escalated. You look at even corporations now, banks, you know, hotels, like the the ones that have a lot of a lot of funding um, that were always about the the green dollar. They're now not green and green dollar in another way. Green green for the trees or blue for the ocean. So mm-hmm. there's definitely been a huge amount of growth and awareness, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, what what I what I tend to see though is there's also a lot of gas in the sense of talk. There's a lot mm, of there's a lot of hot air. There's there. a lot of hot air. <laughs> there's a lot of smoke and mirrors yeah. where people um, will say I, they do things. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of greenwashing, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So when I um, am asked or if I look at brands that I want to work with, I I do ask the hard questions, in the sense of well, well, show me how how do you get this product from A to B? Mm-hmm. What happens with the waste from your product because I would rather a brand or a person be absolutely honest with where they are at. And I'm not 100%, so I'm always very honest with and where I'm at. And they have I'm to understand at. that, that it takes time. It's kind of a drip-drip thing, isn't it? Is it is a drip-drip, drip, and we're never going to be... There's no such thing as perfection. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we also have to cut ourselves a little bit of slack. We also have to have a little bit of empathy and compassion and understanding that we're all just trying our best. Mm-hmm. Um, and how can we support each other? Uh, in, in trying our best as okay. a collective. And now the other thing that you are quite sort of involved in, this whole conscious cinema. Tell me that. That sounds so quite interesting. Conscious, <laughs> conscious cinema was also born in New Zealand and I'm a bit of a film buff and I wanted to use the power of film to help educate, to create emotion really. My background is events. I've been in events for uh, 25 years. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, So I love um, curating and creating uh, a space where people have emotion. And I feel that when we can emote to something or relate to something, then we're able to anchor a a thought or a memory from that so if we can educate through film that's Mm -hmm. what i thought so So what kind of films are you talking about are we talking about sort of short films on particular subjects which are just there to make an impact or are we talking about some kind of more doc yeah feature feature length length films so um i uh, had it in in new zealand it was at a friend's italian restaurant and it was an it's an amazing story because i chose um uh, a film by Chris Del Moro, who's an activist, right. um, who's based in the States. And it so happened that his father lives in New Zealand. And his father was able to attend. And we showcased um, a film about 
the oceans and the health of our oceans. And it had this whole Italian theme um, with the food. We had uh, eco surfboards there, and, and it was a ga- great gathering. I think we had 160 people show up for mm-hmm. my first Conscious Cinema. Each uh, ticket always donates to a certain fund. Um, when I moved to Hong Kong, I then brought brought that to Hong Kong. I was very nervous about bringing another event to Hong Kong because we're inundated with mm-hmm, events here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm tr- I, last year I was showcasing a film almost every month. Um, the year 2017, definitely. But so these films produced, are you, um, you take part in the production of these no, films? or approach, you get these films, you I approach get people directors to directors and I ask okay. them for screening licenses and whether I can showcase the film here in Hong Kong with money going back to help potentially fund their next project as well. And then I'll get uh, a panel of speakers that are relevant to the topic. You asked me what kind of topics. It's all about raising consciousness. So whether it's to do with the health of our oceans, to fashion pollution, to mental health, to meditation, but it's all about trying to create awareness on how we can elevate our consciousness in regards to Okay. Well, that's, I mean, it sounds great. Um, How do you get the audience? Because I suppose, you know, uh, people go along to some things and if they have a real sort of, uh, you know, belief in making things better, then that is the sort of event that they will attend because Mm -hmm. they know that there's some benefit in it, right? Mm -hmm. But really what you're reaching out to is people who haven't got the foggiest, who want Mm -hmm. to change, you know, who really, the ones you want to change. Mm -hmm. That must be a challenge. How do you get them to come along? It is a real challenge. Um... Well, that's why I try and get different speakers involved. I try get brands that are related to the film that I'm showing as well involved so that the social media reach is larger. Mm-hmm. That's basically, right now we have a capacity of a three-second attention span. Yeah. Everyone's just scrolling. No one's reading content. People have got buds on. You know, we're walking zombies half of the time. So I think the more we have support from each other to create a little bit more awareness about a topic, then we're able to reach deeper into the pool of of people. Also just reaching out to the corporates and um, sharing with them how this would benefit educating their team. Because at the end of the day, if you you don't know, you can't do. Mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm. you know, how does it benefit your team member, how can they become more productive workers? How does your can your office run more efficiently? What's the cost implications? Obviously, that's the first that's thing. The that, thing. That's how the big thing. How much is this going to cost yeah. me? Well, unfortunately, what right now it, it still it still costs more to be conscious and green. Yeah. It still does because we need to vote with our dollars, and there's not enough of us voting with our dollars because it does cost more to create the change. If we buy a specific product, we will continue to let these bigger corporations dominate, you know, like palm oil is such a huge thing. Mm. It's in so, so many products that yeah, we have. I know. I, I just bought some peanut butter the other day and I read I the fine print before you buy it. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, because you don't know. I mean, you know, at the end of it, for many people, the crunch just comes in this, the cost of something, you mm. see. So the whole, um, you know, we've done a lot in the program in the last couple of weeks on whole sustainability and whether whether it's textiles, whether it's food. But I suppose the, for many people, you know, they decide on price and they just think, well, I can't afford to buy this. I can't yeah. afford to buy organic. I can't afford to do this. So that's where the, the thing is, comes in. It is, and it's kind of that whole, that yin and yang, that, yeah. well, what has to come first? And 
that's where we need to look after each other more, have more community uh, farm-to-tables or have more farmers' markets support local produce, which means less carbon footprint, you know. But but it's tough in a city mm. like Hong Kong. It's mm. my fourth time living here, and there's a certain mindset, and it's called expedience, and it's, it's about expedient, having it now, what's convenient. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of a short-term view, isn't it? it is. Okay. It's, this isn't, That's I don't right. have enough time. I, well, That's we right. all have the same amount of time, okay. and there are many of us that can do it. So mm. it's about asking the questions to how you can make small, small changes. That, okay. Yeah. If there was, um, for instance, living in Hong Kong, um, what would you say, if you could change, say, one thing tomorrow, what would that thing be? If, I, if it was like in a Hong wish Kong? that I could just say, right, you know, you have it. What is the one thing that really bothers you that you want to see a difference in? Because I can, I can think of some, just yeah, yeah. I know you want so many in Hong Kong. Yeah, in Hong Kong. What would you say? Because I've got something in mind which I uh, I see all the time where I just think, oh, that really does need attention. For you, what would you say that would be? Well, I'm going to go kind of local. So let's just look at takeaway containers and how oh, food is packaged. That's exactly what I was. So say. <laughs> you, you, I walk around and there's, you know. The, um, everyone grabbing their char shu fan mm. or everything and it's if you start from exterior to interior plastic bag styrofoam chopsticks yeah. um, wrapped in plastic with their then plastic lined cup with the plastic lid and their plastic straw in a plastic and, bag in another plastic bag and then that's all tied oh. into that one big bag that in itself is what I see and yeah. let's let's just go straight to, to local um, and that's the one thing I I I first change. Yeah. Um, styrofoam I call is plastics um, evil twin. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know that is exactly what I had in mind because the number of times where you you know you walk home or you're going out in the evening and stuff, and you see people coming out of the um, MTR and stuff, and everyone seems to have a plastic bag in their hand, mm. and it's got a drink in it, it's got a styrofoam container with the mm. food in it, and it's just like two bags in their hand, mm. and everyone's going home to this. But the whole thing is, is I don't see, um, you know, I see containers everywhere where it says recycling plastic you know, paper, etc. But I'm I'm not sure as to whether those actually do end up in those places. Some of them do. Yeah. Again, it goes. So, you know, I've had these these amazing discussions with with people the, the the tribe in Hong yeah. Kong and and the recycling is an issue. Um, you know, we need to learn to rinse certain all our plastics mm, because mm. they won't accept them. Then there's whether it's a three or a five. Are they recyclable in Hong Kong? And um, yeah, it, so it goes it goes to it's government. It's very complicated. It is very complicated. But the first thing is uh, refuse yeah That's and also yeah change yourself because what I'm doing now is like when I go and buy fish because the fish then comes in one bag and then another bag because it's wet mm. and, and all sorts so I have a plastic container which I keep in my house and then I take it with me in my in my bag mm. and then I get the fish put into the plastic container mm -hmm. and I and I lock it and mm -hmm. I take it home. Mm -hmm. So I haven't used any bags at all and gone back. That's and used really good, but again. I'm going to be... And say you shouldn't be using a plastic container. No, there's another thing. <laughs> okay. I um, Your your fish oh, right. oh, contains plastic in, yeah, its, yeah. in its body. But because, then it's the yeah, whole. It's, but then it goes back to the whole chain, you know, in terms of where is your fish coming from? When you go to the wet market, does anyone know where that fish is coming from? But that well, goes one, in much deeper. Then, of course, it's it? one ocean. Yeah, 
yeah. whether the fish comes from New and Zealand, where I'm from, so, or it's, so. What's it's the solution ocean. to that then? The solution to to plastics in in, well, in our I mean, fish. Just how if we have got so many wet markets in Hong Kong, and we want to be able to eat fish and things, how do we figure out which fish can we eat, which fish can we not eat? Obviously, pretty much most seafood now contains plastic. So yeah. then it becomes a public health issue. I yeah. mean, we're literally opening Pandora's box, and I know our interview doesn't even have time to scratch the surface. So. Mm -hmm. All our seafood will contain now some form of microplastics from from your prawns all the way to your 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 bigger fish mm. um, It's in the oceans. It's microscopic. We can hardly see it big fish eat the little fish little fish eat the microplastics and it goes on so you know I I'm really fun, by the way. I just, I'm not usually no. a party pooper no, 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 that's But it's fun. just just factual is that if you look at the whole thing, it's just one big sheath of plastic mm. from from your seafood that contains it in Gosh, the skin. To, I, I know. know. It's, it's really so where worrying. do where do we where begin? Do we, we begin by um, okay, well, education. Uh, yeah, absolutely, education. Well, I'm going to stop you there for a second, just um, so that we can go to the weather and the news headlines. But we will just finish off just after the news headlines. Right? Okay. Thanks. Let me just tell you the weather for today: sunny periods in the afternoon, mainly cloudy, with one or two light rain patches tonight. Moderate easterly winds becoming northerly tonight, occasionally fresh offshore. The outlook is going to be cool in the mornings and sunny periods in the next few days. The weather will gradually become warm and humid midweek next week. So that's us. We will come back. I'm just going to go over to the news desk with Anne-Marie Evans and get the news headlines. And then after that, I'll be back with my guest and we'll just finish up. So if there's anything else you want to you know, ask about, we're Facebook Live. You can certainly put a question up there right now. OK, let's go to the news desk. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, says she hopes to be able to announce next month the setting up of a committee to investigate the causes of Hong Kong's unrest, adding that it will help heal divisions in society. At a question and answer session at LegCo, Mrs Lam said the Independent Review Committee would comprise social leaders, experts and academics and called it an important step towards reconciliation after more than seven months of protests. The chief executive has also denied that cases of police brutality saying officers are only enforcing the law amid escalating violence. She was responding to a question during a question and answer session in LegCo. However, the Democratic Party's Lam Chuk Ting says the chief executive is turning a blind eye to the problem and said the police themselves have damaged the force's reputation. And Festival Walk Shopping Mall in Kowloon Tong has reopened after two months of repairs. Masked protesters broke into and vandalised the mall on November the 12th, setting alight a large Christmas tree and some restaurants and smashing glass barriers. Repairs are continuing, but metal barricades have been installed in place of the broken glass. I'll have more news at three o'clock. Thanks very much, Anne-Marie. And now we'll just finish up with my guest now. So you, you gave me the choice of things in mm. terms of that, you know, the plastic. We were, we were getting on a tone there, which was a little bit, you said you're actually quite a happy person. I'm a happy, fun okay. person. So on, on a more positive <laughs> note, where shall we leave this in terms of so on what a are you up to note, now? Yeah, so on a positive note, there's definitely change happening. Uh, mm. There's definitely consciousness that has 
escalated. More and more businesses are aware. More and more people are doing their best, and that's all we can ask. So it's not just doom and gloom. We're doing our best、um, now. It's it's time in the new decade and the new year that we've woken up, especially with the Australian bushfires. That yes, there's so much voice happening for、mm-hmm. this, and it's the time is now. So what am I doing because of my raised eco anxiety over the past week? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm leaning more towards really looking at my、um, role within conservation、um, networks. I feel that that's what I'm I'm being called to do. So、um, I've I just recent well a, a month ago I arrived from my turtle expedition in Indonesia. I got to go to North Sumatra and see some wild orangutans. So I'm really、wow. seeing. Um, the other living beings on our planet, and、um, I am now working hard to try and、um, get funding for a specific projects so that I can work more towards conservation this year. I'm still a huge advocate and fan of、um, the local redress by Christina Dean for fashion pollution. I don't think many people know enough about fashion pollution、yeah. that runs into our oceans、yeah. that the fish eat as well. So it's everything is connected.、Um, Uh, you know, I'm all about holistic living, so everything's connected. More towards conservation.、Great. Still teaching a lot of yoga, trying to raise consciousness that way as well. Brilliant. Well,、um, thank、yeah. you, Christina. Thank you so much, much for having for me. Thank you for coming in today, and、thank、I wish you. you luck. And keep us updated. And certainly, you know, on the one, two, three show, if things happen,、I、just、will. tell us. And when your next conscious cinema is, then we'll certainly February.、Um, hopefully,、okay. I'm just, just wrapping up a, a location.、Um, okay. Yeah, Pass the so, details on, and I'll certainly get Noreen to do that. Thank, thank you, you so ever much. so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
and respiratory tract infection, avoid traveling to places with pneumonia outbreaks. If you must go to these places, don't touch animals or eat game meat. Avoid visiting wet markets, live poultry markets or farms. After returning to Hong Kong, if you have a fever or other symptoms, wear a surgical mask, consult a doctor promptly and reveal your recent travel history. Always maintain personal hygiene and keep both hands clean. For details, visit chp.gov.hk. Mosquitoes transmit dengue fever and Zika virus. The public and property management companies should take effective anti-mosquito measures. Remember to change water in vases and remove water in sources of potted plants every week. Cover water containers tightly and dispose of refuse which can hold water in a covered bin. Property management companies should keep drains clear and can hire professionals for anti-mosquito work. The Food and Environmental Hygiene Department reminds you to fight against mosquitoes.
Never go up. Time is 17 minutes to 3 o'clock and you're listening to the 123 Show with me, Sadi Usmani. We were talking about sustainability and one of the things I must mention now, um, we had a guest on a couple of weeks ago, about a week ago actually, talking about this um, pre-loved fashion shopathon, which is taking place tonight at Kafnu at the Kerry Hotel. It's from 7 to 10 p.m. and basically it's a chance for you to go in and buy pre-loved goods. Not buy, you just pay the ticket price, which is I think $300 if you come in from um, from 8 o'clock to 10. And then if you come in from the VIP entrance, so you can have a quick look at the stuff that's there from 7 o'clock, I think it's about $400. But basically you get in and you can just pick all the clothes that you want and you like. <laughs> so, so that's a sustainability um, event that's going on tonight. So you don't have to feel guilty about it either. And now going back to some of the things that I said I was going. And now we'll just finish up with my guest now. So you, you gave me the choice of things in mm. terms of that, you know, the plastic. We were, we were getting on a tone there, which was a little bit, you said you're actually quite a happy person. I'm a happy, fun okay. person. So <laughs> on, on a more positive note, where shall we leave this in terms of so what are you up to note, now? Yeah. So on a positive note, there's definitely change happening. Uh, mm. There's definitely consciousness that has escalated. More and more businesses are aware. More and more people are doing their best. And that's all we can ask. So it's not just doom and gloom. We're doing our best um, now. It's it's time in the new decade, in the new year that we've woken up, especially with the Australian bushfires, that yes, there's so much voice happening for mm -hmm. this. And it's the time is now. So what am I doing? Because of my raised eco-anxiety over the past week, <laughs> I, I'm leaning more towards really looking at my um, role within conservation um, networks. I feel that that's what I'm, I'm being called to do. So um, I've, I just recent, well, a month ago, I arrived from my turtle expedition in Indonesia. I got to go to North Sumatra and see some wild orangutans. So I'm really wow. seeing um, the other living beings on our planet. And um, I am now working hard to try and um, get funding for a specific projects so that I can work more towards conservation this year. I'm still a huge advocate and fan of um, the local redress by Christina Dean for fashion pollution. I don't think many people know enough about fashion pollution yeah. that runs into our oceans yeah. that the fish eat as well. So it's everything is connected. Um, uh, you know, I'm all about holistic living. So everything's connected. 
more towards conservation, Great. still teaching a lot of yoga, trying to raise consciousness that way as well. Brilliant. Well, um, thank yeah. you, Christina. Thank you so much, much for having for me. coming in today. Thank and I you. wish you luck. And keep us updated. And certainly, you know, on the 123 show, if things happen, I just will. tell us. And when your next Conscious Cinema is, then we'll certainly... February, um, hopefully. Okay. I'm just, just wrapping up a, a location. Um, okay, yeah, pass the so details on, and I'll certainly get Noreen to do that. Thank, thank you, you so ever much. so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me.